For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Charity Stripe on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. regardless of what happened in the Pac-12 championship with Jaden Daniels. I will say before I get to you guys, my opinion has changed. For the first time ever, I was swayed by Chris Russo. We talked about ESPN talent. I was swayed by Chris Russo, who released his ballot. He votes in the Heisman. He gave a great point about Michael Penix Jr. That team's undefeated, and they're going to the college football playoff, and they win games. And what have we said about the criteria? Yes, Jaden Daniels has the best numbers. There's no doubt about it. But a few of those games, he put up ridiculous numbers on the easiest of opponents. Michael Penix Jr. navigated a very tough conference. Even if you think the defense is bad in the Pac-12, he outdueled Caleb Williams. He outdueled Bo Nix twice, and then he outdueled. He out, yeah, he outdueled DJ. He's he, he's and and Cam Ward. Like he did a really excellent job this and, season. And that's what I'll, I'd also say as well is that when it comes down to Bo Nix, Michael Penix, you know, putting Jane Daniels aside, head to head, Michael Penix beat Bo Nix twice this season, right? And be Caleb Williams, who was last year's Heisman. So you got to take that in consideration as well, in my opinion, if you're at least putting quarterbacks in there, because what's the single most important stat for quarterbacks? It's winning, right? And at this point, conference champion, undefeated, you know, and it's obviously not a, a, um, a reward that you give to guys in the playoffs. But to this point, we've seen everything that we've seen for the criteria to meet for his Heisman voting. And I think it's going to be closer than people expect, which you know, I'm, I can't complain about that. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, he, he he went out there and, and won every single ball game that he put in front of him this season, no matter if it was pretty or ugly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah I, I, I I think it's why the race is so close, right, is because I, I would say that Jaden Daniels, even with all that that Michael Penix has done, has still been, in my mind, the more fantastic player for his team. I mean, this is a team that lost three games. If they didn't have Jaden Daniels on their team, that defense was atrocious. How many games would they have won? Like, that's a serious question. And I don't know if it's more than six, to be honest. Nussmeyer, their backup quarterback, is fine. Um, but you could say the same thing about Michael Penix. Like, if Michael Penix wasn't their quarterback and you replaced it with another, like, top 70th percentile QB in college football, um, if DJU was their quarterback, like, is this team in the college football playoff? No chance. Absolutely yeah. not. But they also have a tremendous amount of talent. Both teams do. Um, but the running back for Washington has been fantastic over the last three weeks. And I would actually say that he's been great. He has been, he has been the MVP both times when they played Oregon. He's been the most important player on their football team in both of those games. He ran for a hundred plus yards in on both occasions. Um, they're a really, really high powered offense though. I think the race should be incredibly close. I never felt like Bo Nix was doing the same level of work that Michael Penix and Jaden Daniels were doing for their team. As far as putting the team on their back, Definitely. Um, 
Oregon was a really good running running football team. Bucky Irving had a fantastic season. Their defense was phenomenal. You want to talk about how bad the Pac-12 defense was? The Oregon defense was not, for the most part, mm-hmm. um, except when they played Washington two times. So, it, again, it should be a very, very close race. I know a lot of people had a lot of gripes about Marvin Harrison Jr., um, who, if you kind of look at all the wide receiver statistics, was not really a top five wide receiver statistically in college football this year. The talent is there. Um, but you don't get the Heisman or you don't get to become a Heisman finalist, in my opinion, just because you're incredibly talented. It, it, but I would also say that his impact that he had on that football team winning, um, you know, and, and only losing one game and only losing to Michigan is, is a reason why he's there. Um, I, so I'm, I'm giving you a it's lot of different arguments. I think, I think he, it is forced. I would say of all three of the guys. Harrison. Yeah. Yeah. It's a force. Like he, he yeah. Like you lost one game, your numbers Excuse me, guys. You're not his numbers didn't blow the roof off the place. Well, he didn't put a, last year were better than this year. So it wasn't it what Malik Neighbors would have been a better quote unquote wide receiver pick, especially with the connection with you know Jaden Daniels. But it's not like a DD Westbrook, Justin Blackman type season. And I'm just listening to the 12 Smith. guys. You know, yeah, Devon, obviously Devon I, I, I saw him, the Heisman. I saw him matched up against obviously this is a Michigan fan that put this out there, and I have no skin in this game in that rivalry, but Braylon Edwards in 2004 had like 30 more receptions than Marvin Harrison Jr. and like 200 more yards. Yeah, and did Jalen Edwards went, he went you, third overall, Braylon Edwards. You also <laughs> mentioned that like Jalen Milrow might end up finishing with more votes than, than Marvin Harrison Jr. He's well. going, and he's not even going to New York and Marvin Harrison Jr. is. I mean, look, at the end of the day, can we just be like happy and, you know, uh, be complacent with the fact that he is going to be a top three overall pick in the NFL draft. I think that's enough, right? At the end of the day, he's deserved that. But yeah, you're right. I don't think he should be. I, honestly, I personally feel like Devondre Sweat, this could be biased, sh- deserves to be in New York more than Marvin Harrison Jr. does just because of what he did on the field in defensive position. I mean, he was the, one of the most outstanding defensive players in all of college football. Um, really quickly, as we talk about Penix and as we talk about Jaden Daniels you know we mentioned this a lot I did talk to a guy who voted in the Heisman who still votes in the Heisman and he always mentions how does that player play in the biggest games of their season if you look at Jaden Daniels what's the biggest game of their season it was Alabama and that was probably the worst game that he played all season long so well he missed a quarter and a half in that game in his defense because he got injured on a on a illegal hit from one of the Alabama defenders and when he got injured the game was three points margin it was 27 24 so I, it's hard. I, that one's tough. It's tough yeah. against him, but it's it's right. not his fault. Like, and then you also mentioned Washington's defense as well. I mean, they let up over thirty points in five games this season. So almost half their games went up over thirty points, and yeah, you know, it's tough. And yeah. they still got they still figure out a way to win those games. I mean, it's there's like the age old argument about like our our wins a QB stat, and there I don't believe that they are. But if they ever are, it's in Pac-12 football this year because those defenses are so bad that it actually becomes kind of a one-on-one matchup between those quarterbacks. Um, Well, what's the narrative for the Pac-12 every single season? They cannibalize themselves because the defense is so bad and like teams get into a shootout. And sometimes like, even if you are the best gunman in a fight, like you can lose the shootout. Right. Who has more bullets, right? At the end of the day. Yeah. It's what a lot of those games come down to. Like Oregon, like tried to like come back, but they didn't have enough time to come back. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely very, very interesting, uh, I, in, in terms of the highs and more interesting than we anticipated it being, uh, the, with, with the odds shifting for, for Jaden Daniels to minus 800 last week. The last thing that I'll say is uh, about the Marvin Harrison aspect of it. The reason why 
you might think it's unimportant, right? Because he's the fourth guy. And what does it really matter? When we talk about college football history and we look at the Heisman winners, we like to know who else was in that room because it becomes representative of what that football season was like. They're making and, doc. They're making a 30 for 30 about the 98 Heisman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think it's, it's an indicator for college football historians. There's nothing more that college football fans love in college football history. We love it. We're attached to it. And when you give us a dilution of what the actual season was all about, like this isn't an Ohio state team that was the same as last year or two years ago. Kyle McCord was not the right quarterback for them. They only lost one game, but they're not in the college football semifinal. And so I, it's just Marvin Harrison's a great player and we're going to see what he does, but he never beat Michigan once in his three years. He's going to go to the NFL. He's going to have a fantastic career. But again, it's just like there, there could have been another guy. I would say Jalen Milrose second half of his season is way more of an indication. This team going into college football semifinal where this Alabama team has gotten to, of, of why he should be going as a finalist and why he's getting more votes because they believe he's the fourth best player in the nation. Yeah. He played like that. They just don't want it to be a quarterback award. I guess my only thing, like they don't want to send four quarterbacks to New York and we're all sitting here. Then our arguments like, all right, well, like where's like Tavondre, where is a receiver? Where is another guy who made a big impact? Like a Blake Corum, even like, where are these guys? And like, this is, this is just a quarterback award that we're dealing with pretty much every single season. So they throw a guy like Marvin Harrison jr big name, big school is the most talented player. Like you are saying, but I'm with you. He didn't, he didn't produce like, you know, a Heisman winner. He, he's no, there's no way he's going to win. Like you could make the argument for Bo Nix. He did have the best quarterback stats. You could, you won't win, but you could. Yeah. Well, Penix, I, we made it. Jaden Daniels, we made it. I think we know. I mean, at the end of the day, like now with like betting and all these resources to be able to check lines, you know, on a daily basis, like kind of spoils things nowadays, you know, like you kind of already kind of know who is going to win. And they have Marvin Harrison Jr. with the longest odds at plus six, 6,600, which is, you know, huge long shot. Jaden Daniels right now being the odds on favor at minus a thousand Penix being plus 700 and Bo Nix being plus 1600. So as it stands right now, Jaden is still a, a heavy favorite to win this award. Uh, honestly, I think when I, when I bet Michael Penix to win it at the beginning of the season, I want to say that my odds were like not that far off from what they are right now. Mm. Cause if he's at plus, if he's at plus 700 right now, I'm going to quickly take a look at my ticket. Uh, I have them at plus fifteen hundred, so like they got cut in half basically. Yeah, Which, like that's not that drastic, you know what I mean? Plus seven hundred in this going into this thing is not great. It would be a, it would be considered like hypothetically if this was a UFC fight, a, a massive just to like you know put that into consideration, a massive upset if that a, like a biblical upset if he won the Heisman. But I think you know things are being leaked. We talked about ESPN running a sports book now. Them kind of control the narrative to get more money in there, which yeah. I think was a point. Not to take credit for your point, Nick, but was a point that you brought up, uh, which is a very good one. Um, so yeah, I think that all has to be considered. Let's keep let's keep the train rolling, guys. There are there are a bushel, a gaggle. Go to the NFL. We love the we love the word gag. This this show. 
That's it. <laughs> yeah, I have no comeback for that. It's just a, just a dang truth. Call it David Spade a David Spade. Um, there are a bunch of teams that are seven and five, six and six. I'm gonna. There are a lot of teams. I'm gonna read them off to you guys. I'll go conference by conference. Uh, in the AFC, uh, Pittsburgh is seven and five. Cleveland is seven seven and five. Indianapolis is seven and five. So there are four seven and five seven and five teams. The Broncos, the Bengals, the Bills are both are all three six and six. So that's seeds five through eleven right there. In the NFC, you have the Vikings at six and six, the Packers at six and six, the Rams at six and six, and the Water Falcons at six and six. Which team is which two teams are most likely to make the playoffs from those that I listed? From just total or from each conference? You could go total. You could pick two from one conference. Um for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. We're, we're listing the seven and five teams as well, right? Yeah, including. Okay. They have a bit of an edge because they're a game ahead. I do really like this Houston Texans team. I think they're getting better and better with each week. Um, you know, we we very early on said sorry to CJ Stroud, and he's looking like a true MVP candidate. Is he going to win it? I, I'm not 100% sure on that, but losing Tank Dell, you know, hurts a little bit, but they've got some talented receivers out there. Nico Collins has been great. When Dalton Schultz gets back and healthy, he'll be good. Single Terry's having a resurgence. That defense has looked really, really good, in my opinion. I mean, this last game was a little high scoring, but. D'Amico Ryan's just seems like he has a culture. He's that, a beast that is really, you know, bleeding into the city of Houston that is allowing this team to, to put together some quality wins. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think this division's really up for grabs. I mean, you saw what Jacksonville, how they played last week, and it wasn't anything that special against, you know, a Bengals team that was playing with Jake Browning as their starting quarterback. So, you know, at the end of the day, I think this this division is is closer than people expect. I mean, you have to look at the Colts as well, but I still think that with Gardner Minshew, they're a step behind the Houston Texans when it comes down to it. So I'll put Houston in there. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I mean, it's hard to ever bet against – Mike Tomlin not going, you know, above 500. Um, but you know, at the end of the day, like Kenny Pickett's not going to play this for this next game. I think they still got Mr. Trubisky. Um, I, look, we talked about this on our other show. Jordan Love has been playing really good football, and I'm I'm in on them for the rest of the season to make a wild card run. They've got a really easy schedule coming up, so I, I think my two teams I'm going to go with are Houston and Green Bay. Nice, like that toss. Yeah, um, Green Bay, I like that pick a lot. And they they hold the seven seed right now. So if the season ended, they would be in the playoffs right. um, alongside the other wildcard team or the, the, I guess the Cowboys are a wildcard team right there at nine and three, but they'll be playing against the Eagles. If they win that game, they'll be tied as a division leader in the NFC East. And then the Vikings are also six and six, but I like the Packers, the rest are, the rest of the season in comparison to the Vikings. Um, th to be honest with you, I don't really like any of the teams that are left in the wild card hunt in the NFC besides the Packers. I, I don't love the Rams, um, the Seahawks, you know, they've shown flashes, but they've also shown themselves to be, you know, an, an okay team at certain times. And then, and then 
I'm not moved by anyone in the NFC South. The NFC South sucks. Uh, the Bucks are not good. The Saints are not good. And and then I don't even need to mention any of those other teams. So I'm going to focus on the East. Well, the here. Falcons, you who you didn't mention, are winning the divisions, <laughs> and they're also not good. So there you go. Uh, they're the best in the division. Congrats. Um, good luck in the playoff rounds. The Colts are they have the tiebreaker with the Texans, but I love your Texans picnic because the remainder of their schedule is is relatively easy. Can I throw they, up the remainders? Sorry, please. I would. Yeah, I would yeah. love to. I would love to show that. Thank to you. Yeah, I would love. They've to. got the Jets this week. You're talking about the Colts, then, right? No, I'm talking about the Texans. Uh, um, can you guys see this bad boy? Yeah. The good thing for the Colts, though, and they do play each other one more time. I think it's either the last week or the second last week of the season. The Colts have the tiebreaker with the Texans right now. And so that's why they're the sixth seed as opposed to the, the the Texans who are outside looking in. Right. But they play in two weeks and they'll get they'll get a chance to, you know. Right. Yeah, the beauty of the Texans right now is they have Cleveland, which is considered a tough game. Um, because but flat, but is it going to be Flacco or is Flacco going to lose the job after two weeks? Like, we don't know. I don't think so. He looked kind of nice, honestly. Okay, um, I but they have the Jets and they have the Titans who twice, twice who are not there yet. They just the thing is, we're, we're talking about like the Texans and the Colts as if like they're wild card teams, but they are a game, a game away from the Jags. So, I mean, yeah. like, we're potentially talking about that. Maybe taking the division who they have them, uh, or, or the Jags have uh, not the easiest of schedules. I mean, I, I would say that that Jags game against Carolina is definitely going to be a win. Um, but I mean the Ravens and the Browns, I mean, those aren't gimmies. I don't think the bucks is a gimme Titans no. in division. You know I mean? They're, they could look to spoil your party as well. Mm. Ooh, spoil yeah. your party. That's a nice phrase we haven't used in a bit. It's a and, it it pains me because I, I look at this Bills team that's six and six, and I want to say that of all the talent left that's not in the playoffs right now, like Josh Allen is, is a hell of a quarterback. And I I want to say that they can make a run here, but their schedule is pretty difficult. They play the Chiefs this week, they get the Cowboys, and then they they finish the season against the Dolphins, who right now are the number one seed in the AFC, which is the only team that gets a bye. But let's see how the other teams finish. You know, let's see if the Chiefs make a, a little bit of a surge here in the last five games of the season. Like they might be fighting for that bye, in which case they might be playing that game not only to knock out Buffalo, but to be the number one seed with the bye. So I'm a little shaky on Buffalo. I, I'll ride with Nick with your Texans pick. And then um, I'm going to defend the Steelers. And the Steelers are going to make it. Did you say that they're going to make it? Or you think they're not going to make it? No, he liked the Steelers. He does. Okay, I, like I do. I don't. I don't want to say no that they're going to make it, but I do think they're going to finish above five hundred, like they do every single season. Yeah, I, I the teams I think that'll slip in there from the AFC for me. I I'm with you on the Texans pick wholeheartedly. The Titans twice and the Jets is is, is you know licking your chops and honestly Flacco and the Browns too. You have to be pretty excited about if you're Houston. And you're playing as good a football as you can in a big win this past weekend against the Denver Broncos. Like that was huge. They put the Broncos a game behind. It's it matters. I'm struggling over here. They put the Broncos a game behind them. Um, I will actually include the Broncos. Looking at their schedule, they play the yeah. Pats. They play the Raiders. Let's, they play let's the Chargers. Ride. Let's, let's ride. ride. Let's ride let's with ride. them too. And I think Nick's first, you know, throw out of the Green Bay Packers. Their schedule is just an absolute joke. They have they should go undefeated the rest of the way with the Vikings, the Thurs, the Bears, the Giants. Um, shout out Tommy DeVito. You're fun and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So yeah, we all love. Who doesn't love him? He's, I love he's, the fact that he did the um for the listeners the little like Italian the like, gabagool uh, the, the, the gabagool thing. 
the manja. And yeah. someone says, "What's that called?" And he goes, "It's not called anything. It's just uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's yeah, he's he's really Italian, and he lives at home he and like, it. like, but that's like what Italians do until they're married. So like, he 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 he's, he's they live know, at home and, and play sports and until they get married. Yeah, that some people do that. Uh, so yeah, it's really going to be super interesting but i like the packers the water falcons could be fun like to get in there i like what they have. i like like what they have an offense but i don't i don't i think you know that ship has sailed they probably they might be a team that's in the market for a quarterback come draft time like that no one's talking I about i know i i believe they will be at the end of the day I, look geno smith has done had an awesome resurgence in his career and i love what he's been able to do but if they want to be a serious contender, they need to get a real guy in there that can actually throw them back into games. And I don't necessarily know that Gino's that guy. I think Gino's more of like the Alex Smith-esque guy where he's not going to throw you out of games. I think he's a good you know, guy to kind of just take command of the field and, and play a safe game for you. But at the end of the day, like I need someone that's going to go out and be a gunslinger, especially with the receivers that you have. You went out and got Smith and Jigbo. You have DK. You have Lockett. I mean, your run game is pretty solid as well. Um, I think for them, they need O line help and they need a quarterback. Yeah, I'm I'm with yeah. that wholeheartedly. Their O line's fine. I I don't I don't hate their offensive. You line. can never have too too good of an O line though. That's I think I think you can always continue to add to that. That's the truth for sure. I, I it's interesting just kind of looking at like where the playoff matchups would be right now and uh you know that if the 49ers if the Eagles end up winning the NFC and the 49ers are the two spot, it's just you know, all these teams in the hunt to be the seven seed in the NFC. And it's like, why? Uh, honestly, like, why are you in the hunt? Cause you're going to get trounced in the first. Yeah. Round. Well, like they, they, they threw up a point on ESPN today. Like, and I thought it was pretty interesting. Like the, the Niners, they don't reseed. So the, the Cowboys are the fifth seed right now. Right. And the Cowboys would hypothetically play the Falcons, the regular Falcons, assuming they go to Atlanta and, and kick the, you know, what out of them. Right. Then the Niners, barring a disaster from the Eagles, barring a disaster from the Lions, which I don't think we anticipate, the Lions play the Eagles in Philadelphia. And then, yes, we do think the Niners are the best team, um, but they get the Cowboys, which I don't think is a team you want to see again. Like, I think, yes, you beat the crap out of them last time, but Dallas is playing some of its best football. You could almost align them to the Alabama Crimson Tide, who this is a very different team than we saw a few weeks ago. And I'm anticipating, I'm not saying they're going to beat the Eagles, but I think they're going to give the Eagles a very tough test at home. Like, this is the biggest prove-it game for Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott, arguably of their entire careers in Dallas. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think the MVP is on the line for Dak too. I mean, if he wants to continue this race, I think that's something that he needs to be able to do is go has and to beat the Eagles. Improve. Yeah, he has to. Has to. And take I mean, it's a real, he's got a real shot this year. Oh, I, yeah. I think I saw the odds at betonline.ag. Go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Get 50% off on your first welcome bonus uh, when you make your first bet there. I think I saw the odds at Purdy as the favorite at plus 300 Dak at like plus 320 and then hurts at like plus 350. So all Where these is guys, Tyreek Hill. He's, he's much further down. Um, he's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. unbelievable. He's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> all, three, all three of those QBs are having really, really phenomenal years though. Uh, to their own good credit. years through Dak and Purdy are having really good years. And Purdy gets yeah, no, yeah. the, 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 Hertz has turned the Hertz has, Hertz has turned the ball over a lot. The, the, the last thing I'll say on Purdy while we bring him up, people are like, oh, his throws are so easy. No, he stands in the pocket and he makes serious throws. He's a good quarterback and we have to stop besmirching him. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I've, it's ridiculous. 
But Merchman, I'm Brock Purdy being like a one trick pony and a guy that just quickly gets the ball out. You do not watch those games. He hits his throws. He stands in the pocket more than most quarterbacks in the NFL instead of dancing around, breaking plays and turning the ball over and just absolutely delivers. He also yeah. throws on average deeper downfield than any other QB. And so no, but they're, 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 they're quick shots. Dude, wake up. I, I think dumbest jabs. Like if they keep putting up performances like they did against the Eagles, no one will have anything to criticize Brock Purdy for. So um, I, I, I get what you're saying about the Cowboys and I'm excited that they're playing really good football right now, but the 49ers, like they don't look any better than they were. Cause when they were looking really good at the beginning of the season, they looked like the best team in football and that's what they currently still look like. So yeah. when they have Debo and they have George Kittle and, and they have Ayuk and they have CMC and, and Purdy is healthy and they have Trent Williams. And this is no news to anyone, no new news. Like they are the best team in football and one of the better teams we've seen, I think in, in quite some time, just from a complete all across the roster studs, not, I mean, I didn't even mention Fred Warner, but he's one of the best linebackers in football, if not the best linebacker in football, like this team is nasty. And yeah. I, I, right now it's hard not to have them as the SB favorite. Um, and in the, the AFC, I mean, it's just, We'll see what the Ravens can do. Let's see how they finish. We'll see if the Chiefs can make another push. But their offense, I just don't think, has enough pieces. The NFC is going to be a way better playoff with Bur with Burrow out. With no yeah. Joe Burrow, it's a way better playoff in the NFC. All right, yeah. Fisher to Sop was DJ Nikki's next credit. We thank you guys as always for joining us. Smiter ten ninety ESPN. We'll see you guys next week. Everyone else, hit your free throws because they're free. We out you. We love you. And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.